This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, let's go and focus then more on the content and the substance of what came out of the address by the national, by the president, the state of the nation address. Uh, energy crisis was always going to take center stage, and uh, the president announcing there a de- declaring a national disaster, and that uh, this uh, came through last night, and that the, the state of disaster is effective immediately. The president says he will appoint a minister of electricity in the presidency who will oversee all aspects of the country's electricity crisis uh, response and work and will work day and night to arrest the crisis. However, Mr. Ramaphosa also moved to clear new confusion, saying that uh, the Minister of uh, Public Enterprise will remain uh, the shareholder representative uh, at ESCOM. Let's speak to a political analyst and commentator, Lukona Mguni. Uh, good morning, Lupawa. Good morning, TTN. Good morning to the people of power. Now, let's start here, you know, just get uh, an overall impression of what uh, the president had to say yesterday. In particular, obviously, a response to the energy unfolding uh, energy crisis was always going to be uh, critical or key in terms of what uh, we were looking out for. Um, State of disaster, we already had been, uh, um, you know, sensitized to the fact that that might happen. A minister of electricity, though? No, I think, T.T., uh, these are lofty promises from the president, and it has nothing to do with uh, solving the crisis. You will remember that uh, since 2014, government has tasked the office of the deputy president uh, to oversee uh, reforms, uh, work, and, 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 and turnaround plans for ESCOM to secure our electricity issues. And uh, the current deputy president, David Mabuza, chairs a, an interministerial task team. Uh, that is... Oh, dear. Uh, Lukona? Oh, man. What has happened there? We just uh, lost him. All right. Let's just try and get Lu- Lukona Mkone back on, on the line. It's just to get to uh, his reaction and his impressions of what the president had to say yesterday, saying these are lofty promises from the president but we'll just say we got him back again uh sorry about that lukona we lost you i'm not quite sure what happened but yeah please continue the point you were making it must be sabotage similar to escom <laughs> exactly. uh, <laughs> but but the point i was really trying to make is that uh, we haven't had a good account of why the office of the deputy president has failed in terms of mm. the coordination process uh, chairing the interministerial task team that was appointed. Mm. You will know that Ramaphosa himself, when he was deputy president in December uh, 2014, was tasked with the turnaround strategy for ESCOM and so on. Uh, but I also think that uh, what, what he emphasized that, you know, the Department of Public Enterprises minister will remain the shareholder representative, which then means that the uh, Department of Mineral Resources and Energy will, re- will remain the custodian of the energy policy. I'm not so sure then in that uh, milieu of a framework uh, how the Minister of Electricity gains the necessary powers and authority to Mm. uh, make decisions that would uh, positively affect ESCOM and its running. 
And uh, as you would know, the reason why there is a board at ESCOM is so that it can look after uh, the fiduciary duties uh, of ESCOM. Um, it would look after the fiduciary duties of ESCOM. It would make sure that uh, ESCOM is run as a respectable uh, independent uh, company, even though it is a state-owned uh, uh, entity. So it's not quite clear what a Minister of Electricity will do uh, rather than probably achieve uh, patronage uh, patronage outcomes for the president and then and, and probably even bloat cabinet and the presidency as a whole, which mm. the presidency uh, has been bloated uh, for some time now. Yeah, it's almost like the president has own, his own kitchen cabinet there um, that operates parallel to the rest of the executive. And, uh, and also, um, there's always, uh, I mean, two ways of viewing these things. Are we going to take the half glass half empty or half full um, approach in the sense that uh, is this an admission of failure in terms of the ministers that are then charged with this responsibility or is this uh, showing a an ability to respond to a crisis? I think it's an inability by the president to run the state, to be quite honest, and to uh, uh, and to put up the mechanisms to capacitate and bolster uh, the straight the state in the manner that is expected and anticipated, uh, TT. Because uh, if we talk about you know the Zuma years having been about the hollowing out of the state and uh, you know uh, tripling capacity in the state, uh, the president is not doing much to you know restore confidence and capacity in the state. In actual fact, what he does is almost what I call running a parallel state, mm. uh, wherein, you know, you appoint these people. I mean, in last year's State of the Nation address, we were told about uh, Babusi Ponkosi as the person who would cut the red tape. Mm. But the, the no, red we tape still need a state of disaster to do yeah, that. Yeah, the red tape resides within a bureaucracy, uh, it, It's meant for the, uh, the Director General's uh, the DDGs and all the other bureaucrats to behave differently and to put uh, different laws, uh, policies, and regulations in place. Um, an individual is not going to cut mm. uh, red tape without changing that, uh, you know, uh, legislative and policy and regulatory framework. So again, here I see a president who wants to appear to be doing something, and unfortunately for President Ramaphosa. Uh, part of his strategy is to appoint people, whether it's investment envoys that we don't know where they are today, uh, whether it is various task teams that run over 25 of them and, and commissions and the likes. Mm. Um, and, and it's almost governing by proxy. Absolutely. He, Luko Namkuni, a political analyst and commentator, but to us, he will repa- remain as his number plate declares Lupawa GP. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Uh, well, we're going to stick with that uh, theme, in fact, uh, of the State of the Nation address, but more specifically, especially on this energy um, uh, part, we've got on the line uh, energy analyst Lung, uh, Lungile Mashele. Good morning to you, and thank you for joining us. Um, we have a national state of disaster, or state of disaster that's been declared, and we now have a Minister of Electricity how is this going to um, change things or uh, uh, be a catalyst for change that we need in this uh, space? Good morning, Titi, and thank you for having me. Um, we really find ourselves in an unfortunate situation in the energy sector that it seems that 
the political aspect of energy or rather electricity is being prioritized over the very practical aspect. So I will first speak to the national state of disaster. This is needed and a number of industry experts have been calling for it only because procurement is taking so long. Mm. And as you rightfully said, that we've had people whose jobs it is to cut red tape, but we don't see that happening. And this is why now we've moved to this national state of disaster. One of the very first things that it has to look at is shortening public participation processes. And the president did allude to this, um, making them shorter, but but also do do taking into account that there are environmental issues that that cannot be mitigated and we need to take those um, and and consider them. you know, so there were various number of things that need to be done under the state of disaster. One of them being that um, certain areas will not get load shade, like hospitals as mm-hmm. well as um, water treat- treatment plants. Whether this needs a state of disaster is actually debatable because this could have been done with the executive powers that they hold in any case. But the most troubling of all is this introduction of the Minister of Electricity. Nobody's entirely sure what this person is going to do. But I think what is tricky is that you already have existing ministries, whether it's DPE, DMRE, you've also got the regulator. Mm. Um, now you're introducing a new entity which ha- adds new administrative responsibility. A new layer of bureaucracy. Mm. Precisely, for mm. a battling ESCOM at this point. Mm. Where, uh, yeah, where is what we really need at this point is uh, agility. Will that agility be achieved? I mean, uh, as we say, it's going to eliminate red tape. But as you say, it, it boils down to who is charged with eliminating this uh, um, red tape. I mean, as Lukona Mgunu was saying there, that the red tape resides um, with the bureaucracy, that if uh, mm-hmm. the DGs cannot affect that change, what is a new ministry going to do? Because again, it takes time to get a ministry going. Absolutely. So this new ministry will come in. They're probably going to need 18 months to acclimatize themselves with what's been happening at ESCOM and a proper handover. But for me, my concern is that you have what we call the Electricity Regulation Act, which currently sits in the DMRE. Is this new electricity minister going to basically carve out electricity from the energy portfolio? So in fact, he, he he or she then becomes the minister of electrons and they take the Electricity Regulation Act with them. So this person will now then be in charge of energy planning in this country, or electricity planning rather. They will also be in charge of what we call Section 34 determination of what energy is procured in this country as well. Um, And that's a bit of a challenging issue because this has always sat with the DMRE. This is going to sit with the presidency now. So depending on who has the presidency's ear, that's the technology that we're going to get in this country. Um, That's the electricity plan we're going to follow in this country. So, And I'm trying to understand with all the various layers, whether it's the NPC, it's the PCC, it's NECOM, all of these entities that sit there, how has their influence been over the last couple of years? Mm. Has it yielded any benefit for us? Therefore, why is this very important activity and uh, determination of the electricity we get to have in this country or energy that we get to have yeah. being taken to this unknown entity? Lungile Mashele, as always, thank you for your insights and perspective. I appreciate it. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za.
or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.